做咩啊？冇理由嘅，幻觉嚟嘅啫。喂！啊！做咩啫你？唔使惊，幻觉嚟嘅啫。睇嚟我哋山西豆腐队要出真功夫啦！啊！Everybody, welcome to Generation Loss, a show about football with Bryn and Jeremy. <laughs> and it is the World Cup once again. It is once week again three. more footy. <laughs> it just it doesn't stop. The football never stops. Right. It is a movie, and it's called football, and that's what this show is about. <laughs> Did um, you ever see that sketch from? Uh, I think it was from Mitchell and Webb, where it's like. Um, it's the one guy is like walk. He's like walking around a football field, and he's like he's doing like a commercial for like the oh the constantly happening football it's right constantly here. Constantly happening. <laughs> Watch the football. It will move. <laughs> so good. Sunday there will be football. It will be a match, and there will someone will win. <laughs> the best. Great I sketch. I fucking love that show. <laughs> uh, yes, Mitchell and Webb look great. Show. Watch the show. Uh, yeah, so we are here to talk about movies. Um, specifically, the World Cup is happening, and we've been mm-hmm. watching that. Uh, and these theme, this is the third football themed movie we're watching. Um, but before we get to the movie, our feature presentation, uh, what else have you watched this week, Jeremy? Well, Bryn, you're not going to believe this. I've been watching a lot of the World Cup, and uh, we'll do a quick little World Cup recap about everything that's been going on up until now. Obviously, this episode is coming out on Monday, and uh, by then, the United States men's national team will have, of course, played the Netherlands, and uh, who knows what will happen. Knock on wood, I think they might have a chance at it. We'll see. It appears that all of your rooting has has, uh, really helped the the americans this year as they seem to be moving on out of the, the group 16. yeah out of the group into the round of 16 uh do you understand how that works yet no i saw you had some confusion <laughs> around how mexico won but lost i was so upset about that because <laughs> i was under the impression that if you win the fucking game that you win you should win and you should go on to the next round but yeah, you apparently have to win good enough yeah, you got to win the right way. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, you play three games and you have to have a good record over the three games to move on. And Mexico, unfortunately, didn't. I I don't know what that means, though. They, what do you, they have to, like, have beaten them by enough? Well, so do you remember how in Fever Pitch, uh, at the end yeah, of the yeah, season, yeah. they needed to win by two goals? Because, Bryn, as you recall, when you're tied with one another on points and the points are allocated, Why? 
points are allocated? Points are allocated to you because you won and got three points. Mm -hmm. You drew and got one point or you lost and got zero points, right? Oh, I didn't know that. I told you this last week (laughs) and possibly the week before as well. So (laughs) you win, you get get three points, you draw, you get one point, you lose, you get zero points, right? If at the end of your three games, say for example, you win all three games you play, you got nine points, you're going through, right? You lose all of them, you got zero points, you're not going anywhere, right? Say you win one, you draw one and you lose one, you've got four points, right? Okay. What happens if another team in your group also has four points? You're tied. How do you break that tie? You just go through the statistics basically. And you're just like, they have a list of like what, like, so, so in order, like the first one will be your goal difference. So goals scored versus goals conceded. Right. Right. So if you like scored three and you let one in, then your differential is plus two. Right. Mm hmm. So if you have plus two and the other team has plus one, guess what? You're going through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's why in fever pitch, they needed to win by two was because they needed to boost their goal differential so that they would end up above on the tiebreaker. And the reason they have this system is because ties are so common, probably, right? Uh, Yeah. And also because, I mean, in this case, it's because like, I mean, it's three games. So it's extremely likely that people will end up with the same number of points. Right, but the the whole point system wouldn't really exist if it was just win or loss every time. That's true, yes. It would probably yeah. not exist if it was win or loss. And ties seem much more common in this game than any other game. Well, because most games don't have ties at all. Right. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, Mexico, unfortunately, uh, well, they ended up, I think they ended up not even having enough points to get through. And uh, they, they they did make three goals, and then they didn't give it to him for some reason. I know, why it got disallowed. They, it was, I think it was like offside or something like that. I don't remember. What does that mean? So, Bryn. <laughs> <laughs> My this is going to be a fun world. episode where I explain all the rules of soccer. <laughs> um, so, so I'm trying to watch the show. So when uh, when you're when you're playing forward in an attack, right, yeah. you want to pass the ball forward, kick the ball into the net, right? So uh-huh. back in the old days, dudes would just like hang out right by the goal. You just sure. leave your attacker right there. Everybody else goes and plays and the one guy just hangs out by the goal. You get the ball back from the people who are attacking. You hoof it up to that guy. He gets it and tries to kick it in, right? That Boring seems game. reasonable. Nobody wants that. That's not going to be fun to watch. So they seems made like a you'd rule. score more. You'd score more, yeah, but it would be really boring and lame. So mm, I don't know. <laughs> so so they made this they they made offside which is uh basically the rule is the person who receives the ball before kicking it in the person who receives the ball has to be behind at least one defender. Oh my god. So like, you got like in the like on the like if there was yards on like on a yeah, on exactly, American football. Yeah, exactly. So if you could imagine like a line going parallel across the field the guy who's receiving the ball has to be behind at least one dude. Okay. So it before makes you... Before he makes the thing. Before he... Before the first guy kicks the ball. This is the confusing part. This is the part that makes it hard to follow sometimes is like it's at the point of the foot kicking the ball. This guy has to be behind somebody. Oh, you can't like... You can't dribble it up? 
You can dribble it up. That you can do. No, but I mean, if you, you can't have the ball, it. then it doesn't matter. Oh. Oh. So you have to. <laughs> <laughs> you have, if you can kick it to a guy, but that guy that, that you're guy once you to, kick it, he can just like hit the fucking jets and just run at it, you know, because he just right. can just burn past the guy and then go get the ball and kick it in, right? But, but the guy you're f- kicking to has to be in front of a defender when you kick. Defender, yeah. Um. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Uh huh. That's fucking insane. It's insane, yeah, but it makes it more challenging. <laughs> it makes it more interesting. Um, yeah, but how could you know? Whatever. Okay. That's the point. So, yeah, that's why there's the two dudes on the sides who hold the flags. That's their whole job. That's the only thing they do. Oh my god! They so have literally so, no other job but that. <laughs> so when you're looking and you have to be like that guy, and if the defender's way up there and only a little in front, could he like jump across and yes. be like, "Oh, I'm not in front." Uh huh. It's called the offside trap. I don't love that. That's how Saudi Arabia beat <laughs> uh, beat Argentina. That's so crazy. They got you know, really if good this at was doing a, offside traps. If this was a real game, they would put <laughs> they would put the lines on the field with CGI like they do in hand egg. They do. You won't believe this, Bryn. You just weren't paying attention. They, <laughs> they do? definitely do it. Yeah. Uh huh. They do a replay wow. and they'll show you the line. Yeah. Oh, replay. Oh, replay. Oh yeah. No, not in game. No, that's crazy. But like, uh, um. That would be so distracting. Are you kidding? Like how the, I I know what you're picturing. That would be yeah. so distracting. <laughs> well, I'll look out for this. Because have to always be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did follow him along the whole no, time. That's crazy. Just like the 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 like the closest to the goal defender would have a line that no, goes. No, and you'd take you'd take a big joy out of the game, which is being kind of like the crusty old dude sitting in the corner when like a really <laughs> nice play happens, just being like, it's off. <laughs> And then you hear the whistle and everybody looks at you and you're just like, it was off. <laughs> How can you know? You just get a knack for it. You know, after That's... you watch the game long enough, How you long start to that look happened? for it. How long has that been the rule? Forever. For I mean, for as long as any of us have been alive. I'm talking the old days. are like We're talking s- about like the 1800s. <laughs> for real? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. I didn't know yeah. that's how soccer worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So that's so anyway, I've been watching the goddamn World Cup. Uh, I've been it's confused, been but it's been fun. Yeah, it's been fucking awesome. The World Cup rules uh, today as of recording this. There was a brief and beautiful time where uh, Japan and Costa Rica were about to be the teams who progressed from their group um, <laughs> due to just weird situations. Uh, Japan beat Spain and beat Germany, but lost to Costa Rica and Costa Rica lost to Spain and Germany, but beat Japan. Uh, and they were for like three minutes during their game against Germany today, they were ahead and they were going to progress And Spain and Germany. Two of the biggest superpowers of the sport were about to be fucking gone. Oh no. <laughs> Which would have been I mean, a beautiful cool. thing. What a wonderful three minutes that was. However, uh, Germany just can't, can't they have can't a goddamn lose. sense of humor. <laughs> that's the problem is Germans just aren't funny and they don't understand comedy no. they had nothing to play for they were never going anywhere Spain however could have been fucked if Costa Rica won their game mm. and Germans just aren't funny so they don't get it they didn't get anyway, that they should lose we certainly have talked about soccer enough for one I just uh, want to say by the way I've probably said the phrase hand egg a mm. couple of times and I know it's like reddit or whatever but I just, Reddit, yeah. I just think it's the most appropriate name. 
I'm telling it's a good anybody, one. I like um I like gridiron. As a as a name for the as a name for, the, for football, yeah. Because at least it what like does it mean. I think that's what they call like the the field style or whatever. I don't know where it comes from exactly, but gridiron football is a pretty common expression for it. I like gridiron though because it 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 lends the sport the respect it deserves because it is a cool sport and it's I do like watching sport. it. I love it. Um but it also differentiates it from football, which should be called football. I'm not going to call it. I call it. I call it soccer because, uh, you know, this you're American. Is my, this is my brain. Yeah. And, right. and but it's our show. We should be able to call it football. We should be able to call it football. Shaolin soccer. We should call it soccer because they call it soccer. But when right, we're talking about sure. the damn United, we should call it football because they call it football. Right. Uh, and exactly. however, football is the more it's the more logical name for it you barely use your foot in American football. It's right. it's and when so I, extremely rare that you use your foot. <laughs> and when I say hand egg, I'm not trying to be funny. I don't think it's cutesy. I just think it's a regular, just literally to differ- differentiate. I might start adopting gridiron. I have to think about it because it definitely nice. makes you look less silly, but I think yeah. people know what you're talking about. And it makes football look cool. It's a cooler name. Honestly, it sounds badass. You play it gridiron. Does. I love gridiron. <laughs> I love the game of gridiron. It's uh, a good, and, and there's no iron involved, so I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's the <laughs> um, field goal posts. Anyway, okay. uh, I, you know what else I watched this week? White Lotus. I got caught up finally. I wanted to talk to you about White Lotus because it's a weird season. Mm-hmm. Because for the first, I would say, three to four episodes, I was like, this is worse. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a pretty boring who's fucking who drama. And then at the end of the last episode and most of the way through the fourth and fifth episode, I was like, what is going to happen and what are they getting at here? And it started to get really strange. And I don't know. I feel like every story is going to have a surprise, like twist of like, it's all going to be much darker than you think it is. Um, Yeah. I feel like it's 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 more surreal, it's more bizarre, it's more dark. It's interesting. It's it I'm still waiting for it to have that sort of like satirical sharpness that the first season had. It doesn't really feel like it has anything to say this time around, which is kind of a bummer. It that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I just felt like it's not as funny, if it's funny at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really feel like because the first one with Steve Zahn is really funny. Uh, uh, all the stuff with what's his name, Armand, the yeah, Armand. the uh, the hotel guy. He's that incredible. Guy's, that guy's incredible and funny. And this this ep- this season has like no funny characters. Like Harper's H- Harper's whole people, like uh, Aubrey Plaza's people are yeah, really they're not funny at all. Nothing funny. Very happening painful. There. Very dark. Very weird. And uh, Christopher's unfortunately not funny at all. He just seems sad. Mm-hmm. So so I don't really I guess know. his I guess the grandpa in that family is kind of funny. It's kind um, of funny, but he's starting to get dark. I think dark the prostitutes too. can be very funny. That's true. Um I like their little hijinks. I like that they're like cartoon mice. That's kind of fun. <laughs> they are like cartoon mice. Yeah. Um they're just trouble. They're all over the place. <laughs> I love that that's like their role at the hotel is that the the concierge is just constantly like trying to shoo them. And they just keep coming back in. <laughs> yeah, but she like doesn't call the cops or anything. She's yeah. just like, get get out of here. Get out uh, of here, you pest. 
<laughs> shooing them with a broom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, but I so, feel like this one is trying to say something about cancel culture and sexual abuse, but it's mm. like very, it just hasn't even started to really like tip its hand yet. I feel like it's, I feel like it's, it's like if I'm, if I'm going to guess anywhere that it's going to try to end up leading us. Cause again, I feel like the first season like had all these irons in the fire about wealth and privilege, but it didn't really like snap until the very end. Yeah. Like exactly. there was just like a moment where it just like, it just like cracked the whip and it was just like, okay, here's what the show's about by the way. And you're like, Oh yeah. And so I feel like if I was going to guess anything in this, I feel like it's, it's, talking a lot about masculinity like i think there's a lot in the way that the like the the grandpa the dad and the son all kind of like represent different different like eras of misogyny and Mm. like the way that like the way that each of them interacts with women kind of represents a different era of of men and okay but i don't know how anybody i mean i guess like the bro code thing between uh Aubrey Plaza's husband and the other guy. Right. And I mean, maybe like gay men, maybe they're going to do something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Cause it's like, you're, it's putting together. It's, it feels like I'm trying to put together a thesis out of like really disparate things. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of feeling like I I'm, I'm also kind of feeling like it might end up just being that it's like, not particularly trying to say anything this time it's trying to like almost like ease the pressure on the show a little bit by being like this is just a more straightforward character drama this isn't this isn't biting satire all the time like sometimes you know how like sometimes like uh like yeah in the old days when like south park started to get like a huge reputation for being like news of the week we we do commentary yeah, yeah. on the news and then every so often they would just be like, no, this is just an episode about the boys doing something stupid <laughs> just to like <laughs> yeah, take yeah. the pressure off a little bit to be like, it doesn't always have to be, you know, current events <laughs> and we don't have to be saying something. Exactly. And yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge them that, but mm-hmm. I would have hoped that if they were going that way, it would have been much funnier. Yes, that's um, true. And, and at least keep something, that felt like it if it's just like if it it's just this and there is no like snap i think i'll i'll be pretty disappointed in it because i don't i feel like i feel like we're in the middle of the juice and we're waiting to see if it's worth the squeeze you know yeah so i i I mean, because Jennifer weird. Coolidge is funny. She's always funny. Everything's funny with her. Like, yeah, she's just such she, a great actor. She's just incredible. She can make anything funny. When she, um, when they're at the opera in the last episode, and she's like, "Is that the Queen of Sicily?" <laughs> and the gay man's like, "Yes." And she just like waves. <laughs> Hello. Uh, she's the best. She is such a fucking treasure. <laughs> she's so funny. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I, I, it's like, I can't even really, f- I don't know if I feel like I like it. Yeah. Like every, t- every time a new episode comes out, I'm like, all right, show me something. Show me, show and me it, what it, you got. It, it's like leading me somewhere. And I just feel like there better be 
something at the end of the road. Yeah, it really feels like Christopher's family's plot is just like going absolutely nowhere. Right, like, exactly. At least, like Aubrey Plaza's situation, it feels like that's boiling to a point where something's going to happen, you know? Yes. That feels like it's leading somewhere. And Tanya mm-hmm. and the assistant and 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 the gay guys, that feels like it's leading somewhere. The the Christopher's family, it's like what's going on here? Like what's ha- an- what's changed for you guys <laughs> from episode 1 to now? It doesn't really feel like much has happened here. Yeah, and you're all fucking like the-, the same girls, okay? The burn is too slow, I'd say. And even on a rewatch, I guess this is like I guess it's a real criticism because it's like, even if I was like, say that there is like a, you know, right, second to last episode snap and everything starts to come into focus. I still think it's been two episodes too long mm-hmm. to get to where we are even now because it's like, nobody's really been doing anything. <laughs> it just feels like a little bit too much drawing it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, whole episodes have happened where it just felt like, okay, everybody's in the same place. Yeah. So I would say I'm just, I think. I don't know. Actually, I mean, I think that like it, it, it varies plot to plot, right? There's definitely like, like Tanya has had episodes where it doesn't feel like she got anywhere and Christopher's character, like their, their whole family situation never goes anywhere. But I think that like, I think the Aubrey Plaza foursome situation is like they're yeah. moving the ball up the field every episode. Like, no, I don't think sh- there's an episode of them where I'm like, Oh, nothing's changed here. Like every episode they're they're putting in the work. They're <laughs> Yeah, that's the one that is like, okay, this is the plot. I, I guess I guess for me it just smells too much like he's got something cooking. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? For me to like assume that it's a bad drama about rich people. Like and because I know what the last season was. So Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. We will I don't know. we will We'll have to see. But I'm going to keep watching it just because... It oh, you really, know I'm going to keep watching it. It's really promising, like, something's going to happen, so... I know, and the first season was so good that it's like, I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Right. Also, someone's going to die. Also, a lot of people are going to die, isn't it? Like, I feel like the... the that first scene where they, where they do the reveal thing... Uh, oh yeah it, it was like three bodies it was like a couple of bodies i think he said is like i don't know a few <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah so it, it i don't know it's yeah it's a weird show right now and it, honestly it, this one really makes sense that it's the second season because if this was the first season it feels like no one would watch it no nobody would come back um what did you watch this week uh well i was gonna talk about white lotus uh, mm. But the other thing I watched was Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> um, nice. Which is a new television show. Oh. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, that is uh, a remake of Interview with a Vampire, the Anne Rice Hilarious. novel. Um, it is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. Um if you like interview with the vampire, I think it's quite good, quite interesting. Um, now I've never seen it. I've never seen the movie. I've really, I don't think I know anything (laughs) about it really, except that it's like, they wear like silky shirts, right? They sure do. Jeremy, (laughs) (laughs) it takes place in the 1800s. Okay. Uh, before the turn of the century. 
so the original book and movie um, is about Louis. Uh, and he is a... French he vampire. Is, he's not a vampire. Louis is, a, is a, just a guy. Um, but he meets this vampire named Lestat who takes a liking to him. Um, but they are both slave owners <laughs> uh, in the book. Um, okay. In, in Louisiana. And uh, Lestat is eating his slaves. Um, they're both plantation owners. Uh, and uh, then they, they sort of... He, he, Lestat de Lancourt. He uh he changes they they're like eating the slaves and then in the this is in the book actually and then they uh he turns him into the to a vampire and then it's sort of this weird journey through time sort of kind of being a weird um satire slash like homoerotic adventure about like the upper class mm. and like what it means to be like in a position of power in society, but also on the outside of it. Um, now, where does the interview come into this? So, oh, okay. So, in in the nineties, Louis is a vampire, and he's he's asking a reporter to take his life story. Yes, I was gonna so, say I for sure was like it's got to be like a news thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so. So it's modern day San Francisco in the book and in the movie, and uh, they're telling a story of this thing that happened in okay. the show. This sort of like guy who l- kind of sounds and looks a little like um, uh, what is it called, Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. uh, is the interviewer. But in the show, he has met Louis already thirty years ago. And he was a younger man and it ended the same way it ended in the book where he like sort of asks him to turn him into a vampire. He's drunk and he's like, I want to live forever too. And he's like, no, you didn't understand the fucking point of my story. You don't want to live forever. It's terrible. I'm in torture or whatever. He's like, you're mm-hmm. just an idiot. Turn me into a vampire. And he like, they get in a fight and then the interviewer runs away and tries to go find Lestat. And that's how the book ends. Okay. The other vampire who turned Louis. In the movie, or in the show, um, they're meeting again. And he's an older man who's been diagnosed with cancer. And he's like, okay, I'm really going to tell... He's The vampire Louis is reaching out to him again and being like, "Can we? let's try this again. And so he's telling him his, his life story. But this time... He's a black man living in New Orleans, r- running a uh, second-rate brothel. He's a pimp. Mm-hmm. And then he meets Lestat, who's a fancy boy, uh, who's just like moved here and is just hanging out. Not a uh, not a slave owner. It's also it's later. It's like post nineteen. It's like the it's like the nineteen tens in Louisiana, not the eighteen hundreds. So it's like moved up. And then uh, they kind of fall in love. Louis is just like straight up actually gay in this one. And Lestat is bi. And mm. so they sort of start like hanging out. And 
Lestat is like, hey, I can give you power. You don't have to take this racist bullshit from all these people. We can own this town. Um, and so they start, he turns him into a vampire by choice, unlike in the book where he does it against his will. So it's like very different uh, from the book to the show. And it's sort of just now, I haven't finished it. It's sort of now in the middle, it's only seven episodes. It's sort of now they're just like hanging out and like having a good time. They include a whole stuff that the, the book, the movie leaves out where it's like the Louis brother kills himself and he gets estranged from his family. It's taking its time with its characters. Thing is that the actors are really, really good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And it's like written by like playwrights. It just feels less sleazy. It's very, very gay. Um, But it's, it's less like a sort of camp. It's not very campy unless it's intending to be. Uh, and it takes itself very seriously, but in a good way. Um, and I think the things that are changed feel like what Anne Rice would have done if she was writing it now. So as for a fan of the show or for a fan of the movie and the books as a kid, Shocker, if you didn't know that. Um, I think it's really good. And I think it's like the best Anne Rice adaptation there's ever been. And I like the movie. Um, So, yeah, so far I'd recommend it. I'm about four episodes in. What is it on? I don't know. I never know. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I'll find out. And I just had it open. It's on. Interview with Vampire TV series is on... uh, it doesn't even say on Wikipedia. What the hell? AMC. Oh, it's the Mad Men channel, the Breaking Bad channel. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you know feel, the one. They're trying to make it their new prestige TV show. Like it mm-hmm. feels, it feels like that. Their season one doesn't even cover like half the book. Um, they like, I think they basically get. Cla- they meet Claudia and then they meet Armand and that's it. So mm-hmm. there's like a lot more to do. Plus there's, it's a whole series. So it feels like they're trying to turn it into like the new, you know, whatever Mad Men or whatever. And it's, it's quite good. I, I, I think it's, it's got shaky first season stuff um, of like setting stuff up. Um, and Louis a little over the top in the future, like in the current day. He's mm. like a little like theatrical in an annoying way. He's a different um, actor. No, it's the same guy. Oh, okay, because he doesn't age. Um, but he's really good in in like young Louisiana, uh, pimp got Louis. Um, Lestat is actually French this time instead of being Tom Cruise, so <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Nice. I can't be. I'm not. I. I'm not so sold that I'm like rush out and see it. It's the new best show. But you know, if mm. you if you're if you're an Anne Rice fan and you didn't know it existed, uh, definitely watch it. It's really cool. Hell All yeah! Right. Feature presentation time. Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. It is twenty oh twos. Okay. Stephen Chow. Hang on. Shaolin Soccer. Hang on a second. Because I've seen now three different years for this movie. 
on Wikipedia, we've got 2001. <laughs> you just said 2002. I've never heard that one before. And then I saw on uh, Apple TV when I rented it, it was 2004. What? I don't know when this fucking movie came out. When to did be this perfectly movie come honest. out? Okay, so it must have come out in 2001 in in, in Hong Kong. Gosh, what, what was this release? Okay, I think it says it was released on DVD in September 14th, 2001. So three days after 9-11. So I think it, maybe in America it didn't come out until like, I don't know, later. It doesn't matter. Oh, here here's what I'm looking at. The Japanese version of the film was released by Pioneer on November 2002. So it's it came out a bunch of different times. But right. we'll say we'll say twenty one. Shallon Soccer, directed by Stephen Chow. Uh, his second movie, I believe. I don't recall what his first movie was. Oh no, it's his. Looks like his third. Oh, it's his first non-co-directed movie. It's the first movie he actually directed alone. Um. This is a movie about. Kung Fu. <laughs> it's a it's a movie that's a Hong Kong movie in Cantonese. Um, it's a movie about a guy who is homeless and poor who grew up studying with his five brothers the art of Shaolin Kung Fu. Yep. And he wants to figure out a way to spread the news about how good Shaolin is for you and for your friends and family and the society. Yeah. And he so meets he, this. Like- he like posts up on the street and like shows people his moves and he tries to convince them to become his student. He's got like a little business card he gives them and stuff. Uh, and then we have another character who uh, is an old man who's got a crippled foot because he was once a star soccer player playing for mm-hmm. Team Evil. He was team on Team Evil, yeah. <laughs> he was on the um, Team Evil. He was on Team Evil, but don't let that uh, dissuade you. He is the good guy. Um yeah, he's got a broken foot, but he used to play soccer professionally for Team Evil. He was called the Golden Foot. Uh, golden and then leg. His, his Golden Leg, sorry. And then his teammate uh, uh, got him involved in some sort of a scheme to uh, miss a free kick for like uh, um, for like a, for money. They were like match fixing, mm-hmm. and then uh, he got his leg beat with crowbars and then he couldn't he's never been able to walk right again <laughs> right um and so then uh, uh, to the future now golden leg works for club evil in sort of a a um back office role it seems like he's some sort of like a janitor or something uh he wants to coach but his boss won't let him his boss is the guy who convinced him to match fix and he's like oh by the way also i i paid the guys to beat your fucking leg up too just in case yeah. you were curious. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you wanted a reason to hate me for some reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's, they, they meet each other and decide to start a soccer team. Um, because he's got an incredible, the, the, the Kung Fu guy played by, uh, Stephen Chow, whose name I'm forgetting. Um, it's like Lin Sing. 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 Yeah. Um, but he, they barely he, say it. No, they mostly call him uh like brother 5 or whatever. Right, they all have numbers. Or um, 10, brother 10. 
No, there's only six. I know, but they're uh, but they have soccer numbers. Oh my god, do they really? Yeah, number um, ten. Mighty Steel Leg is what it's like often in the Mighty in, Steel Leg, the number ten mm, of the team. Mm-hmm. And Bryn, this is traditional soccer numbering, so the <laughs> ten is going to be in sort of a, a a central attacking midfielder role. Wait, are you ki- are you kidding me? No, this is a real thing. Are you serious? Yeah, there's, there's traditional. Like numbers? Oh, well, so there's gosh. traditional numbers that date back to the days of the Damned United. Because um, <laughs> back in the then, 70s. yeah, in the in the 60s and 70s. I mean, this goes back all the way to like the formation of the game, I think. But like in the old days, like uh, uh, they didn't put like names on the backs of the shirts, and you didn't have like a specific number attributed to you, but rather like at the beginning of the game, there's like one oh. centralized formation that everybody played. And so at the beginning of the game, somebody would be like, okay, you're playing in the number 11 spot. That means you're all the way on the left. You know, you're p- playing in the number seven spot. You're all the way on the right. Uh, and so you'd give them the shirt then. And so that oh. formed into sort of a culture now of like, if you're, if you're like the big fucking goal scoring dick swinging guy at your team, you get the number nine. And nobody ever dares to ask you for it. <laughs> nine, huh? Yeah, nine is the goal scorer. Wow. Okay, that's Ten crazy. Ten is so- the playmaker. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, Sing. Sing, um, uh, Mighty Steel Lake. Uh, the rest of them are named after their Shaolin powers. We got Iron Head. We got Hooking Leg. We got Iron Shirt. We got Empty Hand. Lightweight Vest. Um, so uh, before we continue talking about the movie uh had you ever seen this movie before no Me no neither. i'd never seen it i only i'd only ever heard that it was pretty good and pretty funny i had seen kung fu hustle in the theater when it came out it was a big deal i recall um to be a funny kung fu chinese movie uh that was getting theater screening in you know america at the time um, and it, I liked it a lot. I liked Kung Fu Hustle. Um, I didn't really follow Stephen Chow's career after that. I know he made a movie called CJ7. Mm-hmm. That was like a little alien ET type movie. Um, I think I saw it, but I don't. It really just like fell out of my head. It was for kids, you know. And after that, I never watched anything he ever made. But I do remember that after Kung Fu Hustle was a success in 2004. They released Allen Soccer in theaters here, like years after, like maybe two or three years after. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I had heard about it and I had seen the trailers and I was like, oh, another one of these. Like that looks funny. <laughs> um, and yeah, so this movie is. I'd been meaning to watch it eventually, but it was a little more low rent than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, I uh, I cannot say uh, that I loved this movie. Oh, I definitely <laughs> didn't love this movie. Uh, but I would say that I so I think it was fun. It, it's got high. It's got fun things in it, and I have to say I did laugh quite a bit mm. at a lot of things in it. It's very stupid. It's, it's lowest common stupid. denominator humor. Uh, some of them, uh, the things I laughed at most were like real, like Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello type, the, the things they were saying, you know, mm-hmm. more than like the big over 
overarching like whoa the fat guy flies and yeah that's not that funny eats chips or whatever there's stuff there's funny stuff like um i love i may when, have been laughing at it a little bit like there's stuff in this movie that just like happens twice and like that's and they use the same shots like that ha- like there's two moments where they just like they do a joke literally twice Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're just like that's the joke and yeah. i i i was just like what am i watching i know what it feels this? really insane at times um <laughs> but then sometimes it does feel genuinely funny like i love when um the golden leg uh is holding mighty steel legs leg when the, he's like sitting there after having seen him kick the shit out of those guys with the soccer ball and he's like holding yeah. his leg and he's like looking at it and like like holding it into the light and like just inspecting <laughs> it really close and he's just like it's true it is a really great leg <laughs> like as if that was how you would like determine whether somebody's yeah, gonna be a good soccer player like- <laughs> um I like that. I love the scene where uh, where the the girl from the steamed bun stand like May, puts yeah. on all the makeup. And shit. Yes, that is really funny. That's a and really she, funny scene. And then she's like, she gets all hurt because she thinks she's make they're making fun of her. And then like <laughs> the the boss comes and she's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you doing? And then they're like, Hey, leave her alone. They're like we yeah. were making fun of you. I, that stuff's I, good. There's good stuff in it. That it's it's definitely you see the DNA of what happens when a funny guy has a little more money. Because it 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 reminded me a lot of um, this is going to be a weird comparison, but it reminded me a lot of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. <laughs> in that okay, in that you could see the stylistic like choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how funny and interesting they will become in Kung Fu Hustle. Um, but he just doesn't have the money or time. And like, I th- it's kind of interesting to look at. Like, there's a couple of things where it's like, in the last game against Team Evil, uh, the fat guy flies up in the air, and then Team Evil is like Dragon Ball Z above him and like does like a double punch down. Yeah. And there's a shot of the fat guy's face really high above the 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 field before he gets like slammed down and like the it's like way back they probably just like put him on a slightly high thing and made him lay down and then put and then put like a really deep or a really shallow focus on it so it looks like he's high but that shot looks great. Mhm. It looks like anime, you know. Um and there's just a lot of nicely crafted sequences. Not all of them. But a lot there's of- <laughs> also a lot of stuff that looks like complete shit. Absolutely. And that was the thing that I feel like I left this movie feeling the most was like, <laughs> even the stuff that I found charming, even the stuff that I liked, the stuff I found funny, like the premise itself is fun. I feel like if this movie was made 20 years earlier, it would be so much better. Could you imagine? Yeah, if it was made during a time where there was no such thing as CGI and the only <laughs> thing this guy had to do was was figure out practical, practical. effects for all this stuff. And like it would have looked shitty, but it would have looked shitty in a cool way. In a like, funny I just, way. Like, I can't help but like think about how much fun this movie would be if like the soccer ball was ever real. You know, like if they actually <laughs> like had a kung fu guy like learn to dribble and do like, you know, trick dribbling and stuff so that he could do a combination of you know what I mean? Like 
the, yeah. the, there's so much absolutely no what i mean could be if there was like a, a martial arts guy who could who could juggle a ball and then you could see like what that looks like when like like Jackie Chan imagine like Jackie Chan just like bouncing the ball from foot to foot to knee to foot to foot and then like doing like a fight with somebody and then like having to constantly like do the Jackie Chan thing where he's got to like keep the ball off the ground while he's fighting somebody <laughs> yeah totally that would be fucking sick and it's not in this movie because and it's not in this movie even a little bit because <laughs> Stephen Chow I think like is kind of I don't think he's he's not a martial arts guy Right. Like he he likes martial arts and he definitely like knows enough to like do stunts and and film interesting shots. But I don't think he's like a he's not like an acolyte of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong about that. Actually, I I don't think, but I don't think he's like a you know he's not a a trainee of any of the of the Hong Kong guys. He just like likes that and is like kind of wanted to make make it funny and he was he's a filmmaker you know he's a nerd yeah. um real quick just to finish up the plot before we go into <laughs> what we like and dislike about the movie um he also meets this girl may who makes sweet buns she's got really bad skin because she's like really insecure uh but she also knows kung fu and is really good and uses it to uh make sweet buns that are delicious and amazing and uh he kind of likes her but then for some reason inexplicably says he doesn't um because he doesn't like her i thought the whole thing was that he was pretending to like her the whole time because he was just getting free food off of her because he was broke right but then at the end they get married so yeah because she ends up showing up and somehow doesn't have the skin problem anymore i guess because she shaved her head and so she didn't have greasy hair on her face Uh, there's like a lot of weird cultural stuff that like i'm not doesn't really come through yeah it feels like there's some sort of chinese thing happening there that i just don't get right i you know that's that stuff isn't going to work on us because we just don't know we don't have the context yeah um but so that there's like a weird totally ancillary not necessary romance thing that happens um but it's there's like no it's not spent any time on it anyway a lot of the plot is them going around to the five brothers asking them to join their soccer team getting this them to join the soccer team then they have a training day where the coach uh hires another group of people to beat them up uh and then they they unlock their powers by getting beat to absolute shit and then the the them and the people beating them up start a soccer team they're incredibly good. They never lose. They never have a bat, uh, a, a goal scored on them ever. And then basically the rest of the movie is functionally a montage of them winning in different funny ways mm-hmm. or, or your mileage may vary on how funny it is. Um, <laughs> and then uh, they get to the very end where they have to fight team evil. The guy who the owner broke uh, Fung's leg um, and they really want to win because uh, it's a million dollars money and these guys are juiced up with american drugs uh which gives them also superpowers but like yeah. just a little bit more superpowers so that they're like <laughs> taking a beating uh they lose i don't know the rules of soccer but i guess you can't have a certain amount of players like you can't have under a certain amount of players uh um, yeah i guess so not really <laughs> <laughs> how does it work you can't you you have to have a certain amount of players, but you can have more, but not under or something. No, um, you can have eleven. You you have eleven players. Yeah, eleven. 
you can substitute people in and out. You get generally it's three in the World Cup. It's five. Uh, but you're allowed to play with with less than eleven. Yes, if you get if somebody gets a red card, then you are forced to play with less than eleven. And if you're out of substitutions, and someone gets hurt, then you have to play with less than eleven. Right. So that happens to them. People get start getting hurt, and they are forced to play with less than eleven. But in this movie, if they have less than a certain amount, they get they forfeit the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're about to, that's about to happen to them. Their goalie gets fucked up and they don't have anybody else to replace him with. And May shows up and she saves the day cause she's great and her head's shaved and she's all pretty except she's bald. Um, and then, uh, she's incredible. And then her and Steven Chow kick the final goal and they win the goal one to nil. Um, and wow, it's a cool, cool goal. I think the biggest problem I have with the movie actually is that that if i think you're absolutely right that if they had to do practical effects they wouldn't do the dbz thing of just like a little more fire right a little a little more this rippling one turns on the into ground. a horse <laughs> yeah yeah this one's a dragon you know it's like that stuff just becomes like the one-upsmanship of itself like being like this one's more extreme at the end like really stopped working for me where i was yeah. just like all right they're gonna I really win. started to zone out i just like wasn't interested anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's why when you were like talking about the the like substitution thing and whatever i was like does that happen i don't know <laughs> oh, oh yeah is that not how soccer works uh, I like, mean, I think maybe there might be a point at which you forfeit if too many people are hurt, but I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's literally ever happened in a professional game. Well, that's what happens in this movie. Uh, so they they finish the game with like five people or whatever the minimum is. Um, but yeah, so so a lot of it is just them playing soccer. I think an, another thing is it would fo- force them to focus on the actual games. And I don't know if it's just because I've been watching the world cup, but like I kept being like, so did they win? Is that, what's the yeah. score? Are they just winning like 50 to zero every time? Like, cause that like the, the premise of the when they play their first real game against like the Puma sponsored team, they just like put the soccer ball down in the middle of the field. And then Steven Chow kicks it from half court into the goal, like in an instant. Yeah. And they like win. They don't show the scoreboard, I don't think. It's just like, they that's not fun. That's not that fun. Like, yeah, there's something uh, like really beautiful when you watch like a really super technical, like really like uh, like fine movement leg sort of player. Like, like young Cristiano Ronaldo just doing like a million little like step overs and little tricky do's to like try to get past people and whatever. And you just watch their feet just dance over a ball that's <laughs> just like very slowly moving. And you watch that and you're like, that's crazy. That's so insane how coordinated you have to be to do all that. And then like when I heard about Shaolin Soccer, when I like when I pictured in my head what I wanted Shaolin Soccer to be, what I wanted it to be was <laughs> what I feel like it kind of promises, which is like martial arts soccer. And I'm picturing like guys doing super tricky shit, but also like way more impressive and way more crazy. Cause they're also Kung Fu guys. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I guess I just kind of wish that that's the movie that it was, was that there oh, was, wow. I mean, you were never going to get that. <laughs> just more tricky sort of 
you know, I wanted fucking Jackie Chan. I wanted like big coordinated choreographed things, you know? I, I don't even know if I needed that. Like, I mean, that would have been cool for sure. Um, but have you ever seen, well, have you ever seen Tetsuo the Iron Man? No. If you're listening to this, put this on the list. I would like to show Jeremy Tetsuo the Iron Man <laughs> one day. Um, but that guy, it's a very insane sort of like, imagine Japanese eraser head, but more fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, and from the 90s. Uh, that director, uh, Sukamoto, uh, he directed a movie called Tokyo Fist. And um, it's just about boxing. And, you know, this is a guy who did like a movie about a guy slowly turning into a machine where his dick turns into a drill and he drills through a door, <laughs> like really crazy stuff. But it's just about boxing. But it's like the way it's shot is like what you're describing, where it's mm-hmm. just like like the camera will like be attached to the glove and like run into someone's face. And it's just like stuff that you're like, how did any of this, how does this exist? Yeah. Like the way it's shot is so careful and, and insane. And I feel like there's not really any of that here. It's not really interested in soccer at all or football or, at all. Or, or Shaolin Kung Fu or <laughs> really anything except like the jokes and the jokes. I just don't think they're that funny a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, it made me, made me, I don't know. I don't dislike this movie, I guess. Like, I feel like it was fun enough. It was funny enough that I was like consistently being like, this is stupid and I'm having an okay time. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't run out and see it. It wasn't, it wasn't like, I don't even know if I'd recommend it. I don't think, but I definitely didn't hate it or anything. I think probably going into it with the expectation of like, wow, martial arts and football at the same time, that'll be cool to see, I think was probably the wrong <laughs> expectation. Definitely the because, wrong mentality. So if you are if you have an inkling of like, if you were like, oh, I liked, I thought Kung Fu Hustle was funny. I'm going to watch Shaolin Soccer. Just as long as you're expecting a stupid terrible cgi comedy uh you know it's it, you could do worse i guess but the cgi is just so fucking bad and like <laughs> and 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 it's so like prevalent and that's a real problem you know it's like because it's not like it's not just like the matrix where there's like a random scene where neo looks ridiculous or anything like that it's right. like it's everything. It's everything it's like the is CGI. There's like a part where they have like eggs and they like spin them or something and then it's CGI for some reason. They like look like they're just like uh like cardboard cutouts. It like it just use eggs. Yeah. Why couldn't you just use eggs for this? It's that they're not spinning that fast. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of just like I feel like it would have looked interesting to have like I it would have been a more interesting movie. To, to, to have them try to figure out how to make the guy kick the ball and it hit the wall like a million feet away. Like, to figure out how to do that practically, I feel like would have made an interesting movie. Right. I mean, you can kind of easily imagine it, right? Like, you just, Stephen Chow winds up, kicks, and then you just immediately, like, explode a hole in the wall. 
Yeah. You know? And then just like, that's all you need to do. <laughs> like, I don't know. Sped it up a little. I don't know. I, I think, I think the, the only reason I'm a little bit pushing back on that, that assessment is that like, I think the point of this movie is that it's made for cheap by a guy who was really passionate about CGI at the time and like, you know, VFX in general. And like, that's what he's more interested in. And I think for the time for an, I don't know if it's an indie movie. I think it is. Um, But for the time, I mean, they did it pretty cheap. Yeah, it's 10 pretty, million bucks. That's pretty cheap. It's pretty crazy that they were able to do what, even what they did. Uh, so it kind of has this sort of wacky shoestring budget silliness that I find a little endearing. Um, but it, I'll tell you this. It made me uh, really question if Kung Fu Hustle is bad. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No. Uh, that movie is also silly in a similar way but i think it's funnier i think there's like actually funny stuff Mm -hmm. but the cgi i also remember is probably has not aged well at all it's only two years later and i don't think for much more 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 money but i would have also loved to see a uh a movie that was more a jackie chan soccer movie does that exist I don't know. There's not a lot of soccer movies. That's kind of the crazy thing is like for being the world's most popular sport by like a fucking lot. <laughs> there's just like not a lot of movies about it that are even that's so. remotely good. Because the problem is that all the every movie is made in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess you're right. I was like, telling my friend about uh, Ben, who I do the Cure podcast with, which is called Close to Me. Go search it out. Listen to that show. Patreon.com slash close to me. Uh, <laughs> um, th- I was telling him, I was like, yeah, we're doing, on Gen Loss, we're doing the World Cup month. So we're doing all football movies. And he was like, what is there? Like, Bend It Like Beckham and what? <laughs> yeah. And I was like. really not a lot. Oh, yeah. I- I- that's so strange. I kind of wish we did Bend It Like Beckham instead of this, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Although that movie's not really about soccer that much either. That movie's more about being Indian. Yeah? As I recall, yeah. Mm, I've never seen it. Yeah, um, she has like a traditional Indian family and she just wants to play soccer and they want her to be a wife, as I recall. And she wants to play soccer. She wants to play soccer, yeah, and she loves David Why Beckham. Well, you'd think there'd be like a movies about uh like famous yeah famous like lionel messi or ronaldo yeah, or there's like Pele documentaries about them there's like little documentary things that i tried to watch a little bit of one about neymar and it was like the most insufferable thing because <laughs> 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 it's all just like him just being like it's it's exactly what you imagine it's going to be it's like him like like in his beautiful mansion with his like insane wealthy like wealthy guy cars and then he's like he's like it's time to go back to brazil to see my family and then he's like driving around he's like wow it's so fucked up here (laughs) (laughs) damn and then it's like and then it's you know like the background story and it's like neymar like grew up playing soccer on the streets (laughs) (laughs) there's a uh 
a really good soccer scene in City of God, right? Uh, you ever seen that movie, uh, City of God? No. About the gangs in uh, in Brazil, right? Mm. Uh, you've never seen City of God? No, I've never seen Holy anything. Shit. Another movie we must watch. <laughs> I've never uh, seen a goddamn thing. That movie is dark, but it does hold up. It's really I watched good. my first movie for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, hey, we should do a movie podcast because I've never seen I've one. never seen a movie before. <laughs> all right i think that's enough of this movie i am gonna give it the lightest not recommend i can give it (laughs) it doesn't deserve any hatred it's a scrappy funny silly thing yeah it's definitely not you don't you can you don't need this in your life yeah it's not it's not like bottom of the list it's not a bad piece of shit but it's no you don't need this it, it it went down pretty easy yeah. Um. I there was. I, this is the 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 only reason I'm even hesitating to give it a not recommend is that I uh there was no point where I was annoyed at it. Like mm-hmm. I was like, that's funny. It's old. Yeah. I mean, the worst uh, that I, I did like, was zone out. The worst I did yeah. was be like, I don't care about this that much. It's like it's it's a comedy. It's a straight comedy with a bunch of like stuff that aged. Like it's it's got like that Reddit sort of idea about what's cool i guess Mm -hmm. where it's just like we're referencing anime that's cool i guess or funny or something what if Uh, we did a random song and dance routine yeah it just kind of aged pretty poorly it was probably pretty fun at the time it doesn't deserve any hatred i've got really nothing that bad to say about it except it reaches for very little and barely makes it <laughs> so that's a good way to put it. <laughs> anyway, that's the show. Thanks that's so much for show. listening. This has been Generation Loss. If you'd like to hear more of our fun football show, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and sign up for five dollars and you will get a bonus episode every week. You can sign up for ten dollars now and become a soprano. Where and you will get. You can uh, join you La Cosa make, Nostra. You can join La Cosa Nostra like you've always wanted, uh, <laughs> ever since you were a young boy, and you uh, can get to tell vote on what we uh, watch on the bonus series episodes. Uh, anyway, you get Discord. There's also the Dark Council thing, but you'll find that out when you go to Patreon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I just want to say to our Patreon subscribers, thank you so much for hitting the Sopranos tier so fucking hard and forming the Dark Council already. It's really crazy. I'm really excited to see what everybody does. Uh, if you're interested in what I'm talking about, go to patreon.com slash generation loss and figure it out. You can get Discord benefits. You can watch the other uh, movie we're going to watch. And until next time, that's, that's movies. movies. Oh baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Oh baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take her away. Off on the natural charge, bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. Who take the hubbies on the score? Rain on your college ass, just don't come. Well, you didn't even touch my skill. You gotta go to one killer B, and he ain't gonna kill now. Chop that down, pass it all around. Lyrics get hard, quick cement to the ground. For any MC and any 52 states, 
psycho killer, Norman Bates. My producer slam, my flow was like, bam, jump on stage, I think I did that. 